0: They call it reform, but I call it warfare with the billion-dollar industry where the politicians own the shares. I say defund DOC, and they label me an activist. I just call it how I see it, the facts. So there it is. They give us numbers like we're cattle. The system is a joke. Just follow the paper trail. The proof is in where the money goes. Paid to push papers behind the desk while they judge us. Millions go to prisons and prosecutors and call it justice. Spend that money where it matters on we the people. Get us some help rather than pay prisons
1: and pensions and plans to put us in a cell.
0: Hello and welcome back to Defund DOC's Why We Need You. I'm Linda Sims.
1: And I'm Daniel Sims. Today we have an important discussion lined up as we dive into reasons number eight and seven of why mass incarceration needs our attention and why we need you.
0: That's right. Let's start with reason number eight, the debilitating control, suppression, and violence imposed by mass incarceration. This issue is a harsh reality for many individuals in the prison system.
1: Absolutely, Linda mass incarceration operates within a system that exerts extreme control over those who are incarcerated. I can attest to that. The environment is one of militaristic, adversarial, captured, and captivity, treating individuals as if they're enemies, prisoners of war. This approach strips away their autonomy and suppresses their creativity, identity, and communication.
0: And that suppression of autonomy and creativity is detrimental to their rehabilitation and ability to reintegrate into society. The system is designed to ensure that prisoners lack the innovative thinking necessary to break the cycle of recidivism and become productive members of society.
1: Exactly, Linda, you hit the nail on the head. By stifling their ability to think freely and express themselves, the system perpetuates the cycle of incarceration. It's suffocating environment that hinders prison personal growth and rehabilitation efforts.
0: And let's not forget about the violence that is often present within the prison system. Due to scarce resources, and administrative design, violence becomes a normalized part of the prison experience. This traumatizing violence conditions prisoners to use violence themselves, perpetuating the cycle of recidivism.
1: It's a vicious cycle, Linda. You are right. By administrative design, virtually everything is scarce. Very few dip bars, pull-up bars, pickup up tables, showers, commissary. Practically everything is scarce in prison. Prison administrators are incredibly smart and educated. They know human nature compels people to protect and fight over resources. Just like the U.S. government fights over territories and resources, or a landowner fights to protect their private property, likewise, prisoners fight or create gangs, which is a prisoner's de facto military, to protect their resources. This is human nature, but is also incredibly damaging mentally and mentally traumatizing for prisoners. It essentially normalizes violence, which along with the trauma, practically ensures recidivism. The system is failing to provide individuals with the tools and environment they need to break from the cycle of incarceration.
0: Absolutely, Daniel. Now let's move on to reason number seven, the failure of mass incarceration to adequately treat mental health disorders. This is a significant issue that often goes overlooked.
1: That's absolutely right, Linda. As we speak, we're in mental health month, October. So this is a really big issue that the society is starting to actually recognize. The prison system neglects the mental health needs of individuals who are incarcerated. Many of them suffer from mental health disorders, but they do not receive proper diagnoses or treatment during their time in prison.
0: And this lack of adequate care only perpetuates their suffering and increases the likelihood of reoffending. Without proper mental health support, individuals are ill-equipped to address the underlying issues contributing to their criminal behavior.
1: It's a tragic oversight within the system, Linda. Using my story to illustrate the heartbreaking breakdown of common sense by educated prison administrators and the criminal justice system, In my book, Hopeless in Seattle, A Foster Kid Manifesto, I shared how I was abandoned by my parents, abused within the foster care system, and ultimately institutionalized. And in my current adult conviction, which is essentially a botched drug deal turned alleged robbery, the court railroaded me into a de facto death sentence of 36 years by allowing me to be my own attorney while I was laboring under a illusionary defense of sovereignty and political ideology. And then, they did not adequately notify me of my right to a direct appeal, so I was denied a direct appeal. I am literally in the Supreme Court fighting for my constitutional right to a direct appeal. All of this turmoil and calamity is substantially due to untreated root causes. Yet instead of recognizing and addressing the mental health issues, the criminal justice system has preyed on me. Mental health plays a crucial role in an individual's ability to reintegrate successfully into society. Failing to address these disorders hampers their chances of rehabilitation and puts them at a higher risk of reoffending.
0: Absolutely. It's essential that we advocate for better mental health support within the system. We need to ensure that individuals receive proper diagnosis, treatment, and ongoing care for their mental health disorders.
1: Advocacy is key, Linda. We need to raise awareness about the importance of mental health and push for reforms that can prioritize the well-being of incarcerated individuals. By doing so, we can break the cycle of recidivism and create a more just and compassionate society.
0: That's a powerful call to action, Daniel. It's crucial for our listeners to get involved, stay informed, and support organizations working towards criminal justice reform. Together we can make a difference.
1: Absolutely, Linda. Let's be the change we want to see in the world. Now let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussions on reasons eight and seven of why mass incarceration needs our attention. (music)
2: Hello, world. My name is Eric Knapik, DOC number 395314, and I am a prisoner. I've experienced firsthand how incredibly horrible it is in prison. There is no meaningful education or treatment. They torture us with solitary confinement. Prison for nonviolent, non emergent, and petty pretexts. What we in the state system call diesel treatment. It is very mentally traumatizing. Our families and friends' funds are extracted by phone, media, and personal property monopolistic companies that prey on us as captive consumers. Of course, the most tragic atrocity is how they are stealing our labor through slavery due to the morally corrupt 13th Amendment enacted to create a new slave class after abolishing private slave ownership. Now, every state exploits prisoners' labor through slavery. It is sickening. All this is why we need you to become a certified prison reform activist. You don't have to be an ex-prisoner or have any experience in the criminal justice system. All that matters is you love the American people. In the special offer section, you can receive a free digital copy of Defund DOC, Turn All Prisons into Treatment and Career Centers, a free certificate as a prison reform activist, free online support, free network opportunities, free activism event opportunities, and free eligibility for prizes, trophies, and and a grand prize of $1 million within Global Accreditation rules and regulations. We desperately need an army of certified prison reform activists to end this evil and corrupt system. You will be the new Underground Railroad. This is the civil and human rights fight of this
3: generation. Join today. Thank you. Hey, everybody. My name is Adrian, and I am very excited to recommend Daniel J. Sims, three amazing books. In his book, Hopeless in Seattle, a Foster Kids Manifesto, he reveals some heartbreaking stuff. For instance, he tells us how he was abandoned by his parents, abusing foster care, turned to running away and living on the street, sleeping in the newspapers, bins, and even stolen cars. And ultimately, he was institutionalized, sharing deeply painful events like when he was stabbed. It is a compelling read. In his book, The Art of Living, Everything You Need to Achieve, Success of Life and Business, I Learned in Prison breaks down fundamental maxims he's distilled from over 20 years in prison. It is a profound book, and of course, his book, Defund DOC, Turning All Prisons into Treatment and Career Centers, is a remarkably concise and comprehensive book detailing the failure of mass incarceration and providing the solutions to massively it and reduce recidivism significantly. Every prison reform-minded person needs this book. Each book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or other booksellers, but... Special to DefundDOC.net. You can get all three digital books for this price of one. Check out the special offer today. You will be happy you did. He's a really good person and amazing author. Plus, you will be helping the social justice mission. Get them now. Thank you.
0: Welcome back to DefundDOC's Why We Need You. We're discussing reasons eight and seven of why mass incarceration requires our attention. Daniel, let's dive deeper into reason number eight. How can we address the issue of debilitating control of suppression and violence imposed by mass incarceration?
1: That's a great question, Linda. One way to address this issue is through advocating for prison reform. That's why we really need more people to sign on to our platform and subscribe. We need to push for policies that prioritize rehabilitation rather than punishment. This includes providing access to education and vocational training programs, which can empower incarcerated individuals and equip them with the skills they need to reintegrate into society successfully.
0: Reforming the system to focus on rehabilitation is key to addressing the issue of control and violence It's about creating an environment that supports personal growth and provides individuals with the tools they need to become productive members of society.
1: And when it comes to reason number seven, improving mental health within support within the system is crucial. We need to advocate for increased funding and resources specifically allocated to mental health services within prisons.
0: That's right, by hiring more mental health professionals, implementing comprehensive mental health screening processes, and providing ongoing therapy and support, we can ensure that individuals receive the care that they need to address their mental health disorders.
1: Additionally, most importantly, we need prison reform. 60% of male inmates were abused, whether physically or sexually, as children. It is even more for women. So it's no surprise that these damaged Americans need more care and help. Therefore, it's time to reform and turn all the prisons into treatment and career centers instead of subjecting them to the harsh and often damaging environment of prison.
0: Absolutely, Daniel. We need to shift the focus from punishment to rehabilitation, especially when it comes to individuals with mental health Disorders By providing them with the right support and treatment, we can help break the cycle of incarceration and improve their chances of successful reintegration into society.
1: It's a comprehensive approach that requires collaboration between lawmakers, criminal justice professionals, mental health experts, and community organizations. Together, we can create a system that truly addresses the needs of individuals in the prison system.
0: That's right. It's about recognizing the humanity of those who are
1: incarcerated
0: and providing them with the opportunity and support they need to overcome the challenges that they face
1: and as individuals we can also make a difference by supporting organizations that work towards criminal justice reform and advocating for change in our community for instance gfunddoc.net is currently offering uh, Americans that want to be part of the struggle and part of the journey and part of the solution a free book a free certificate, free support, and free entrance into uh, prizes and trophies and and uh, ultimate prizes regarding prison reform. So please look into joining our prison reform activist certification program.
0: Absolutely, it's up to all of us to stand up and fight for a more just and compassionate system.
1: Well said, Linda. In the age of over-criminalization, 24-hour surveillance, DNA databases, unlimited online personal data, and overzealous police officers that literally get paid or promoted to arrest you, we are essentially all guilty of some transgression or a criminal offense. No longer can anyone consider themselves innocent until proven guilty. Now we are all in some database waiting to be matched up with a crime. Therefore, to prevent our people, our descendants and ourselves, we must reform. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. We hope that our discussions on reasons 8 and 7 of why mass incarceration needs our attention has shed light on these important issues.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Remember your voice and actions matter. Together, we can create a society that values rehabilitation, mental health support, and second chances.
1: Until next time, stay informed, stay engaged, become a defunddoc.net prison reform activist by getting certification and keep fighting for change. Thank you.